One parent, two kids, 419 national park sites. This is Expedition National Parks. Dispatches and stories from one family's journey to discover the cultural, historical, and natural treasures of the United States. And the day of the explosion, at, at, what's it, 1047 on July 17th in 1942, when those ships went up, two Kaiser ships were exploded here at Port Chicago and 320 men were lost. I am constantly surprised by how much I learned from the National Park Service. I love history, but so many visits to National Park Service units remind me how ignorant I am and how much I still have to learn and how much my children need to be exposed to. Many of the sites we have visited, Tuskegee Airmen, Tuskegee Institute, Selman and Montgomery National Historic Trail, Hopewell Cultural National Historic Park, many of the cultural sites in Hawaii, I had either a very cursory knowledge or at times no knowledge at all of the history. In some cases, a visit to what I thought would be a site of solely natural significance, for example, White Sands National Park, led to a discovery of stories and information related to a terrible history I was unaware of, the destructive forces of uranium mining on Navajo land. My reading list is long and continues to grow. A visit to Golden Gate National Recreation Area and an amazing interaction with an esteemed and long-serving ranger led me to discover the International Coalition of Sites of Conscience. A site of conscience is defined as a place of memory, such as a historic site, a place-based museum, or a memorial that prevents erasures of the past from happening in order to ensure a more just and humane future. These sites allow for people to honor the memory, but also to make connections between the past and related contemporary human rights issues. As the Coalition website explains, in this way, a concentration camp in Europe can become a catalyst for discussions on modern xenophobia. A gulag museum in Russia highlights repression of free speech now, and a 200-year-old slave house in Africa can spark action to help the 36 million people who are still enslaved today. The Golden Gate National Recreation Area has seven sites of conscience listed on its website, which I've linked to in the show notes. I don't have the figures of how many other sites are part of the coalition, and I know that there are also many sites that would qualify but are not part of it. These sites of conscience, whether labeled as so or not, are vitally important as they connect past struggles to contemporary movements for human rights and, quote-unquote, turn memory into action, as per the coalition's website. History is not static, and as we often hear, it is written by the victors. In history and in life, there is so much I know I have to educate myself and my family about. We want to be part of a better future and help also to be better allies in so many people's struggles. One of the reasons why we embarked on this journey was to learn more about the parks, the United States, past history, and current struggles alike. We will continue to learn as much as we can, seeking out sites of conscience and other relevant sites. I wanted to share with you one story from one park, Port Chicago Naval Magazine National Memorial. I first heard about the park when reading about the least visited park sites, as it typically features at the bottom of the visitor league tables. Not surprising is it is on an active military base and there is limited access. We had hoped to visit the site when we were in the Bay Area, but it was closed for a few weeks at that time. We did have the chance to visit many of the other Bay Area National Park Service sites, and we even had the chance to meet and speak with Betty Reed Soskin, a pioneer and leader who is also the oldest ranger in the Park Service. Part of her Q&A covered the great tragedy that occurred at Port Chicago Naval Magazine. The history of Port Chicago is one of tragedy, racism, and injustice. I'm embarrassed to say I knew nothing about it until attending the Q&A. There are so many stories like this around the United States, many in our very own communities. I encourage you all to seek out these stories. In the meantime, I hope Betty Reed Soskin will serve as much 
as an inspiration to you to learn and act more as she did to us. Yeah. Soldiers, the sailors rather, at, at Port Chicago were entertained in their homes because the, the unions, were, the uh, USO was not yet racially integrated and there wouldn't be a black USO. So that, so that we were, my husband who works for the San the Berkeley, I believe we got, they worked, he worked for the Berkeley Recreation Department as a playground director and would bring kids home uh, at two o'clock on Saturday afternoons and they would stay uh, and we would invite neighbors in who would come and we would listen to records and, and talk about music and all kinds of other things. And the day of the explosion at, at what's it, 1047 on July 17th of 1942, when those ships went up, two Kaiser ships were exploded here at Port Chicago and 320 men were lost. Um, most people didn't even know about it because it was a, you know, a, a closely guarded secret of the Navy. Sabotage or mistake? It was what? Was it sabotage or was it a mistake? No, it was, it was an absolute mystery. No one recognized you know, what happened. They were simply vaporized. They, they, there was nothing left. And didn't you host some of those guys? Was it the same day even? That it was the same them? day that, that um, sailors had been at our house and the dozen of them uh, went back at 12, at 5.30. Uh, they had a curfew. And that night at 10.47, the ships went up. And we never did realize we, well, to this day, I don't have any idea, you know, what happened or which of those men were lost. Um, they were, this is Janet. <laughs> Hello, Janet. How are you? Sorry to interrupt you guys. Yeah. So that there... There, there was, I think that two and a half year period had lots of, of those kinds of incidents. Um, they were sometimes explained and sometimes not, and that one wasn't. It, um, I think, made the local papers here no, I don't think so. I don't think it. I don't. I. I think that we thought that it was Japanese who had bombed them, but it was not discovered until much later that they, they were not. Yeah. It's possible that it was an accident, right? That maybe somebody dropped something that exploded and set it all off too. Or? Well, those 
the problems were that the men were not trained. They were all all of the the men were were African. I'm sorry. All of the men were non-commissioned. They were non-commissioned, mm -hmm. and all of the officers were white. All of the the men who loaded the ships were black, and there was simply no no training ever given to anyone, and they. Uh, 50 of those men were tried uh, in a single trial, if you can imagine. That was because they refused to go back to work? Because they refused to go back and load the ships. They were ordered back to work immediately. And they wouldn't go back without, without training. Yeah. Joe Smalls was, was the old man of the group. He was about 24 and was probably the... Uh, he was the speaker for the group. Um, Fifty of those men refused to go back and were were tried and found guilty of mutiny. Court martial. Right? Yes, yeah. court martial. Yeah. Uh, and have remained in jeopardy ever since. They they're no more left. They're gone now. But they tried as long as they lived for, for, to, to be cleared. And only one of them was under Clinton, um, Kenny Meeks from Los Angeles, um, was the only one who accepted a pardon. The rest of them did not believe that they had done anything wrong, and so they would not accept a pardon. And the group here at Port Chicago, who has been working ever since on, uh, on um, exoneration, uh, have tried. And we have not gotten um, posthumously exonerated. So is, is, are those efforts through an NGO or through their families for the seeking the exoneration? No, these are these are people who are simply interested in the case. So they just kind of work together in a kind of loose yes. coalition. Yeah, it's like. called Friends of Port Chicago. Oh, okay. And they are online, and you can look them up. Um, and they, I think, I think the head of that group had a relative who was in in the, the among the fifty. And so she's been trying to get them exonerated. 